This message is brought to you by the ministry of Center of Life Church, Etobicoke, Canada, where life is worth living with Jesus. We believe that you will be empowered and your life transformed through the true word of God. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the anointing that make preaching convenient. We thank you for grace. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for you help me to speak only what you want me to say even this morning. Let your word come with understanding and with simplicity. Grant your inheritance understanding. Those connected with us online under the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be illumination and revelation that will cause their faith to be released. And I decree, declare ahead of time, I come against you foul spirit of death. I bind you and I abort your mission. I speak by the authority in the name of Jesus. In this house, we will not suffer any loss. I speak over people listening to me right now, appointed unto death. I come against satanic operation. I come against satanic plans over their lives. Bible says, for we have been redeemed from the cause of the law. For Jesus has become a cause for us. For Bible says, cause is he that is hung upon the tree. Lord, we thank you for the cause of death has been broken. We give a praise for it. Thank you for victory. And we thank you for your word that cannot be hindered or unchecked by any demonic forces this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. Take preeminence. Let everyone under the sound of my voice or connected online be edified and be empowered. And let your only you, your holy name, be glorified. We thank you for it. If you believe that prayer, shout amen. amen. Shout amen. amen. Now I want to quickly get this done. In the very short time that I have. Open your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to teach and preach. I made declaration. I want you to understand that the mission of Satan, the mission of Satan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Devil is the destroyer. Devil is the one that makes trouble in people's lives. And his assignment is to destroy the life of people. But thank God that Jesus is the restorer. Amen? Amen. Jesus already gave us victory over death. Jesus already gave us victory over the works of Satan. Jesus already gave us answers and solution to all problems of life. And that is why he came. So I want us to quickly read Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 14 and 15. Hebrews chapter 2. Bible says, in as much then, please, all the scripture I'm reading here is very important, and I want you to please take it very seriously. In as much then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus, likewise, shared in the same, that through death, listen very carefully, we are talking about victory over death, that's my subject, that through death he might what? Destroy, everybody read this, please, that through death he might what? Destroy him who are the power of death, that is the devil. So if you are writing, write this down. The power of death used to be, now I repeat this, used to be with who? With the devil. The Bible says he had what? The power of death. 
For this same purpose, Jesus took or partook of death, took your place, died and went to hell, so that for one reason, destroy him that has what? The power of death. Verse 15. So, Bible said, Satan is the one that has what? The power of death. And to release those who what? Through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So, we have death. We have what we call the fear of death. And the spirit of death keeps people through the oppression of the fear of death in what? In bondage. But the plan of God that was fulfilled in Christ was to do what? Release those who through fear of death were subject to what? To bondage. And not only that, to go after him that is operating in that realm, devil, unseat him, take the power of death from him so that he can no longer use it at will to just kill and take anyone out. Amen? Hallelujah. So part of Jesus' mission is to deal with the spirit of death with the man of death and the oppression of death itself. Hallelujah. Now, my mission today is first and foremost to open your eyes to this. And those of you listening to me, if you're a child of God, that you have been delivered from the power and the oppression and the control of the spirit of death. That devil cannot just take you out at will anymore. And that you can walk in authority and power to repel, to come against the oppression and the ministry of the spirit of death. Come on, say with me. I will live and not die. The number of my days I will fulfill. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus defeated Satan. Bible makes us to understand now, the scripture that we just read, Bible said Jesus tasted death, partook of death, so that not just to save us from our sin only, not just for us to receive the nature of God and become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which is true, but also to destroy death as an entity. Why? Because Bible confirmed that death is an enemy. Now listen very carefully. Death is what? It's an enemy. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25 to 26. I want to first establish that Jesus dealt with death. Jesus destroyed death. Death is in Satan, not in God. Death did not originate, you know, with God. Death originated from Satan. Amen? Bible says, for he, that is Jesus, must reign he has put all enemies under his feet. Listen very carefully. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Say with me, death is an enemy. Yes. Now write that down. It's very important. There's nothing friendly about death. There's nothing good about death. Death brings sorrow and pain. Not only death is from Satan. Remember, devil is our enemy, isn't it? It's our adversary. So because death is of Satan. So, Bible classified death also as part of what? Enemy to be destroyed. Hallelujah. In fact, Bible said the last enemy that will be destroyed is what? Is death. So, there are a lot of enemies. Poverty is an enemy. Amen? Sickness and disease enemy. Anything that makes our life uncomfortable, they all lead towards death. Hallelujah. 
Because the ultimate enemy, the greatest fear of mankind is the fear of death. Fear of other things, you know, as powerful as they may seem. Fear of death is the most fearful, dreadful, you know, fear of all. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Jesus did not just deliver you from all kinds of fear. He also now delivered you from the ultimate fear, which is the fear of death. Let me tell the person next to you, no more fear. You are going to live your life to the fullest. Now, I'm breaking some things in the realm of the spirit. This preaching and teaching is also very prophetic, not just for education or for spiritual empowerment. As we are speaking right now, anyone under siege, anyone under the satanic pursuit to cut short your life, cut short your peace, not only that, when we talk about death now, I'm not just talking about death of a person, death of career, death of businesses, death of, you know, of vision and dreams that make people to become incapacitated. You know, they are no more growing, they are no more progressing. They are no more enlarging. They are shrinking. And they are losing ability and potential to reign and to walk in dominion. Jesus has delivered you from the power of death, from the spirit of death, from the man of death, which is Satan himself. Hallelujah. So, I want to establish that. It's very important. That scripture that we read in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, says, Jesus, for your sake, tasted death. So that... It will not just, you know, complete the work of our salvation, but another objective. One of the objectives of Christ was to do what? To go after the spirit, the most terrible, fearful spirit of death, flowing and operating through the ministry of Satan and destroy the effect of it. And those that are held in captivity to it are set free. Hallelujah. Come on, say, I'm free. Say, I'm free. The Bible says fear has torment. So the fear of death has torment. People, you'll be shocked. And Pastor Shibola immorously was sharing with us several years ago how she, re, she will always respond, you know, when she, you know, fly or more recently when she went on the cruise and then how she will close her eyes. Can you imagine? If you are, if you are flying for seven hours and you have to intentionally have to sleep, even if you don't want to sleep. Fear has what? Torment. Fear makes you not to function the way you should function or enjoy life the way you should enjoy it. After this meeting, you are released from such kind of limitation. Can you imagine the person that said, I don't want to fly to British Columbia. I don't want to fly to Alberta because I don't know what will happen. But I'm going to drive for two days. Every satanic attempt to elongate your journey because of the oppression of the spirit of fear, we cut it off in the name of Jesus. So there are different kinds of fear. There are different kinds of fear. But the ultimate one that people dread the most is the fear of death. But Jesus delivered you from all classification of fears. Why? Because he knows that there's no way you will be able to operate and enter into the fullness of God's plan for your life if you allow fear of any kind to contaminate your faith. Hallelujah. 
Okay, let me be quick with this. Now, please open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. I just want to first establish that Jesus did a perfect work. Then I'm going to now bring your understanding to what you need to do. You should no more be afraid of death or fear of death. Hallelujah. Jesus did a complete finished work and guaranteed you eternal life. Zoe, guarantee you abundant life. Hallelujah. Whatever the enemy wants to bring against you, Jesus already has taken care of that. Devil has been reduced to zero. He's just trying to camouflage and to pretend as if he still has the power. Remember, Bible, I said to you, he used to have the power of death, but Jesus took away that power from him. He used to have the keys of hell, but Jesus took it away from him. This scripture confirmed that. Having wiped out the handwritten of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Say thank you, Jesus. Now, verse 15. Bible was telling us what Christ was doing for us to set us free. Having disarmed, say disarmed, principalities and powers, and he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in what? In it. So Jesus triumphed over every works of Satan. He made a what? A public disgrace of them. Hallelujah. So Jesus reduced Satan to zero. Everything about him has been messed up and he has no more power. Remember Christ, after he resurrected, proclaimed and said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Hallelujah. So if all power has been given to him, how many does Satan have there? No power. He doesn't have any power anymore. Jesus took everything away from him. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So we know that. But make us to understand also, please read with me. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. I'm trying to establish first and foremost. Jesus gave us the victory over death, over sin, over anything that is contrary to us. He nailed everything to the cross. Now we have victory. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am what? Alive forever. Amen. And I have the keys. Hallelujah. I think somebody will just lift up his hands and just worship the Lord. I have the keys of what? Of hate and of death. Now, this is very important. Don't just read your scripture casually. Who has the key of death? Where did he get it from? From Satan. Remember, the Bible says he tasted death. That he might destroy him that has power of death. Your father has the key. The only time it will open the, the door of death, which is passage, really, is when your assignment is completed. Hallelujah. It's when what the scripture said concerning you with long life, it will do what? Amen? I said amen? Now, you need to understand this so that the fear of death is nullified. He has the key. Devil does not. But how we explain to you why does all of this thing happen there? That seems as if he doesn't have the key. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Your life is safe in his hands. Amen. Your future is secure in his hands. Amen. So let's quickly read John chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible told us about the mission of Satan. So I'm talking about the good news. The good news is because Jesus now reigned over sin, sickness, disease. 
He took the key. Keys there means authority. Say authority. He that has the key has the houses, isn't it? So that means the devil does no more have access to my life. He cannot take me out because the key is with Jesus. Hallelujah. And so the key means authority. So the authority over my life, over my existence, over my family, over my children now is in the hand of Jesus. Amen. He has the authority. He has the power. He has the grace. Amen. Bible said the thief does not come except to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is Satan's mission. To steal people's strength, joy, to kill, you know, their, 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 their morale, and to kill their vision, and to destroy their life. But I have come that they may have what? Life, and have it more abundantly. So this is the good news. God wants you well. God wants you healthy. God wants a future for you. God wants you to blossom. God wants you to live your life long. God wants you to fulfill your assignment in the name of Jesus. Come and say, I receive it. That is God's will for you. That is God's plan for you. Let me touch on this basic truth to be able to tie this together. Believer needs to know, therefore, that they have victory over death. That is the first knowledge because faith will not walk without the revealed will of God. You need to know. Come and say, I have victory over death. So, therefore, you have a say about when you are going to leave this world. Amen? Come and say, I have a say. And I'm not leaving now. <laughs> Paul said, look, to go to be with the Lord is, is, is a great thing. I'm going to have a wonderful time, but to be with you guys is more needful. Your children need you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are going to see your children's children. Yeah. Your siblings need you. Yeah. You are a great inspiration. Yeah. I'm saying to you, you are going nowhere. Yeah. You are going to live your life to the fullest. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you with me right now? Now, I'm going to now break this down. Listen very carefully. This is where the robber made the road. Everybody, if I could teach for five, ten minutes, listen to this. What the Lord have opened my eyes to. First Corinthians chapter 15. We are going to read 54 to 57. We know the first thing I want to establish is that Jesus did a good job. He redeemed us from the cause of the law. Jesus destroyed the works of Satan, disgraced him openly, disarmed him of all authorities, took the keys you know, of, of hate and death from him that he uses to control people's lives. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, even though we know that Jesus has already destroyed Satan, is Satan ministry still active on the surface of the earth? Amen? Is Satan oppression still active on the surface of the earth? Every oppression of the works of Satan, because the Bible told us in 1 John chapter 5, I know I said you should open to 1 Corinthians 15 verse you know, 55, we'll come back to that. You know, 1 John chapter 5 verse 19 says, you know, verse 19, made us to realize that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. We know that we are of God. Now, what that means is this, we know that Christ did it. We know that it destroys Satan. But remember, you know, the treason that Adam committed, the least has not run out yet. So Satan ministry, that's what Bible said, the last enemy that will be destroyed is what? That means not yet taken out. Legally speaking, Jesus did it. Legally speaking, his power has been canceled. But his maneuvering upon the hair still continues. 
Amen? Amen. And I will tell you how he does it so that you will know how to stop him. Amen. Say with one more time, I will live another. Now, remember, remember this. This is very important for you to understand. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we read, you know, from verse 14. The one, sorry, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54 to 57. Now, this is a word-driven church, so it's important for you to have scripture for everything so that your faith can be strengthened. Bible says, so when this corrupt people has put on incorruption, and this matter has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is what? Is swallowed up. Now, I want to listen to this. Death is swallowed up what? Oh, death, where is your sting? Everybody underline the word sting. Okay, listen. The Holy Spirit was teaching me this. Oh, H, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. Everybody underline that. The sting of death is sin. Now, so listen very carefully. Jesus came to solve man's problem, isn't it? He solved man's problem legally. He solved the same problem, isn't it? He solved it. But I want to ask you, do we still have people sinning upon the earth? Does it look as if, has Christ really solved mankind's problem, really? Because when you look at what has happened upon the surface of the earth, you'll be wondering, he died, yes, but all of this that is happening, the murder, the abuse, people you know, killing each other, the gun violence, why did all of this thing happen? Let me help your understanding. If there is no sin, death will not have any sting. Now listen very carefully to this. The sting of death is sin. Now, if there is no sin, there will be nothing for death to accomplish. Every death you have seen, there is a sting of sin. Hello? Are you with me right now? Now, ultimately, when Adam sinned, God said, that body, that's why we read, a time will come, the incorruptible will be swallowed up. The corruptible will be swallowed by what? Incorruptible, sorry. Now, a time will come that death will be swallowed up what? In victory. Bible is talking about the end of time, when we are going to be changed. But because sin is still in process. Are you with me right now? Sin is still on the earth. But the time is coming that the man of sin, sin itself, effect of sin, everything will be what? Swallowed up totally. But why sin is still there? Death has something to use to operate. Hello? As long as sin is still in Toronto, death will always happen. Because death cannot occur without the sting of sin. That is general. Let me now bring it to you. Are you with me right now? Anytime you see something happen. Now, somebody will say, but what about the righteous people that die? No. You see, their own sting of death is what happened in Adam. Amen? Because God did not plan for man to do what? To die. That's what, that wasn't God's plan. However, when catastrophic things happen, accidents, or, you know, abuse, or different kind of thing that you see upon the surface of the earth that does not culminate like somebody that have lived long and then they yielded the ghost, amen, and they translated, go and check all of those things. The sting 
of sin that produced death manifests itself either in sickness or disease or violence you, or, or something that happened in human body. Amen? I want to teach you something that's going to be a blessing to you. Come on, say with me, I've been delivered from the power of death. So, but Bible told us the sting of death is what? It's sin. I just want to focus on that. And the Holy Ghost was breaking it down for me. What is a sting? To sting is to prick or wound with a sharp pointed, often venom bearing organ. So, it is sin that introduced death. Are you right now? Until Adam sinned, there was no death. Are you with me right now? So, when you are playing with an animal or a snake that, is, that doesn't have any poisonous you know, venom within, you know, within it, you feel safe, isn't it? But sin has venom in it. And when that venom is introduced into accomplish its end result, which is what? Death. Now, this is the reason why mankind, we see all of these atrocities and problems all over us. Why? Because they constantly attach themselves with sin. That's about to say, the soul that sinning shall die. Because by design, spiritual orchestration, sin has venom. And when you live in sin, it stings you. And the venom is to produce what? Death. The reason why you see many believers die before their time is because they continue to live in sin. They are delivered from what? From the power of death. They are delivered from what? From sin. But when you begin to play consistently with a venomous snake, what will be the outcome? Now, I want to explain this to you. I will explain this in two levels. Are you all with me? I know you may not have heard this teaching in this way before. When you look at a lot of things happening in our society, most people see death. They don't see the sting of it. Amen? Are you with me right now? Now, but you see, the question is this. When somebody, a, a shooter went to a place and began to shoot people and kill people, that violence and death that we saw was because somebody is living in a sinful nature that has caused multiple, you know, death now. But the grace of God for you is this. Even when somebody wants to use his own venom to affect other people, you will be exempted from that. Because a costless cost shall not come. Are you doing right now? That is why it's also very important. I will tell you how your own disobedience, if Christ nothing can cut your own life short. You will still go to heaven. You will still live with God. But your disobedience, because how many of you know that sin is just disobedience? Amen? Say amen to that. Cavadella said this a long time ago. The Holy Spirit said to a pastor, I don't want you to travel and go anywhere this weekend. He ignored that prompting. He think that, you know, God's angels are watching over me. 
There's a difference between word of God and word from God. Word from God is superior to the word of God because it's a kairos word, rema word. Are you with me right now? But the word from God will never contradict the word of God. Are you with me right now? Are you with me right now? Let me say this to you. It doesn't matter how good and how great you are when you violate spiritual laws. Amen? You introduce sin and automatically sin as in a death. If you don't interrupt it on time, the end result will be what? Death. When I say death, I'm talking about not just only physical death. You will understand what I'm saying. Death also can pass through your emotion. Death can go through your marriage. Now, let me say this. And I was reading this consistently. Now, if you continue to live in disobedience, because sin means willful, deliberate disobedience to God's word. When you willfully begin to dishonor your parents. Now, let's be careful to this. I do say to my children all the time, but I say, honor. Now, I'm not if you read that scripture. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Put it up. Everybody read it. Amen? Children, obey your parents, what? For this is right. Now, continue. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Read it. That it may be what? That it may what? And what? And live what? Okay, so let's now put it backwards. If a child does not honor his parent, follow their instructions, and he continues to live in that wayward life, is it possible for that child not to be prosperous? I'm not quoting my scripture. I'm just quoting this scripture. Is it possible for that child maybe to miss it? Is it possible for that child's life to be cut short? Absolutely. Amen? That's why, parents, you need to train your children in the way of the Lord. Because one of the things you are doing when you are doing so is that you are elongating their life. If you don't do so, they may be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Not only at the wrong place at the wrong time, sorry. Not only that, they can do a lot of things that can cause problems. Let me give an example. They can, if they are not being, following instruction about handling a car, driving where, obeying speed limit, can they have accident? I end up in hospital. Now, don't let me even go that far. How many of you have had children, siblings, that you know because they do not listen, they get into trouble? Nobody have had anybody like that. <laughs> when they got into trouble, it may be, when I say trouble, I'm not talking about death now. I'm talking about they're already on the pathway. You, they lost their income. They lost their employment. They lost a lot of things valuable to them. Even their health. They fail courses in school, but they are not listening. They are not following your instruction. They think they can do it by themselves. Immediately they are doing that and they are working that disobedience. They have introduced death process. Say death process. If they do not and you do not intentionally stop it, it can end in a very terrible way. Are you with me right now? Now God was teaching us about the sting of death is what? The same thing with marriage. The death of a marriage. If a man continues to behave in a particular way or a woman in a particular way and they will not yield to the voice of the Lord and correct themselves, anytime sin is involved, death is in view. Are you doing right now? 
I will prove it to you in the scripture. Oh, glory to Jesus. Amen. Okay, so God said in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, let me explain this where it started from. God told them, Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, and he said to them, he gave them instruction, isn't it? This is before sin came. God said, you know, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day you eat of it, you shall what? And everybody went their way. Are you with me right now? God said it, the day you do this, you shall surely die. Now, of course, they went against that. Glory be to Jesus. This is another thing you wanted to quickly connect. I don't have time. And God will give me an opportunity to be able to explain this much later. Immediately there is sin, then fear follow. Anywhere you see sin, you see fear. Anywhere sin is stopped, you stop fear. Fear is always a byproduct of sin. Now, somebody said, but pastor, why am I always afraid, you know, uh, about a lot of things, but I've not gone to commit adultery? Why? Because your definition of sin is wrong. Sin is purely disobedience to God's word. So, when you begin to worry, you have sinned. <laughs> because God says you should not worry. So when you begin to bother and worry yourself about tomorrow, you have what? So I'm so afraid of the future. Yes, because anytime you sin, fear follows. Anytime you worry, fear follows. Anytime you are in any form of disobedience, they work together. They flow together. And therefore, both of them therefore open the door to the mother of her spirit. Which is the spirit of death? You cannot see death functioning or prospering when you do not see sin and fear. You can't. Amen? Amen. So let me say this to you. When you see somebody that devil try to attack your body, because devil, I will get to that point where you have not seen, you believe you have been delivered from sin, but Satan attack your body with sickness and disease. But you say, No, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I have become the righteousness of God. Jesus is wrong. And this is what we call aberration. It is illegal. And you say, I will not be afraid. I want you to understand. The power of death is sustained. The power of death is, is, is always there. Now, I want to ask all of you. Do we have darkness around? Absolutely. You will not know there's darkness until you put off the light. Amen? You will not know that there is fear until you enter into sin realm. Amen? So, if you read the Bible very well, I, I know that I'm saying something that some of you may be hearing for the very first time. Is somebody following me? Is somebody with me? Amen? If you read Genesis chapter 3, from verses 7 to 10, sin and fear are connected, so also fear and death. Adam, for the first time, was afraid when sin came. He was never afraid before. He will fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Always check your life when you are so afraid. Most likely at times you have missed the mark in one way or the other. When I say miss the mark, because sin means miss the mark. We have a wrong definition of sin. Anytime we talk about sin, we think about adultery. We think about you know, robbery. We think about, uh, no, 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 no. Sin is just any time you do something contrary to God's word. Let me give you an example. Bitterness. Envy, 
strife, jealousy, is it a sin? Immediately you walk in that arena. You have introduced the spirit of fear in your life. You may not even know why you are afraid. Take it. It's because you are walking and living in one form of disobedience or the other. Somebody, some of the, but pastor, I pay my tithe, I come to church. That's not what I'm talking about. Look at your life. You have given your attention to worry. You have given your attention, you know, maybe to strive. And mainly you hoping that the spirit of fear can easily what? Operate. And that is why not only is it enough for you to just rebuke that spirit, you need to repent of that area where you have opened the door of your heart. Are you with me right now? Amen? Amen. We'll deal with that much later. That's why a lot of people come out and say, pray for me. Answer laid on them. Then two days later, they said the spirit is still there because they are constant in offense. Anywhere sin reigns, the spirit of fear is an association, is in an association with it. Amen? I said, amen. You will be prone to live in fear. Amen? And all of us miss it. Are you with me right now? All of us, including pastors and leaders, we miss it. The day you are able to quickly deal with it and move on, block the entry point in your life, it will break the hold of satanic fear. Let me also say this. When you don't know where the money will come from and you yield unknowingly to anxiety and worry to the point where you begin to doubt the integrity of God's word, fear will come. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My time is gone. Remember what Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8? Bible says, he that breaketh the hedge, what will bite it? The serpent will bite it. Now, so all this scripture is trying to say to us that we are delivered from it, but if you begin to operate in disobedience, you reattach yourself with it. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's why a child of God must live clean and live his life to honor God. Now, when you make mistake, which you will, you quickly repent, plead the blood, and come back. Because ultimately, the spirit of sin that produces and connects with the spirit of fear, the aim is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And it depends on the dimension of it. So if somebody continues to invest time and energy to the place where worry and anxiety is being nurtured consistently, you may be diagnosed for anxiety disorder. I'm serious. Because anything you focus on grows. Anything you feed increases. And that's why you get to certain people that they continue in sin. It's just a little thing. They wink at the lady. Then they schedule their puppet. It gets to a point where they can no longer let go. It even comes to the point where they come to the open and say, I'm doing it. What will you do? Amen? I'm serious. Are you saying that what is this? This is nonsense. Well, because a time will come, and I was talking to Pastor Kennedy, he said it very, very beautifully, that you can get to a point where your conscience becomes deadened. That's why we say that a child has become rebellious. There's a difference between when a child made a mistake, through ignorance, but you will know when a child has come to a place of rebellion. They do it in your praise and say, what will you do? Amen. It's become satanic. Amen. 
It has matured and graduated. The children of Eli was not just fornicating. They now brought it to the house of God. They kept a room for themselves and take all the sisters to that. Are you with me right now? It's not now outside. Some people, their sin has become so mature that the people they now want to focus on, to pray on, are the sisters in the church. Their own sisters in Christ. Amen? I don't know what they were saying what I'm talking about. The people now, their focus is not to steal money outside. It's to steal the offering and tithe of God's people. And you say, well, what is it? There's no big deal. Amen. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. Listen very carefully. You have been delivered from all of these things. You have been set free. But how many of you know that your salvation was a free will? God didn't force you. So for you to stay victorious also must be your free will. The whole world. Now, I read again 1 John 5, verse 19. Are you all with me? 1 John 5, verse 19. We know we have God. We know we have victory. But if you continue to live like this, you are introducing Satan, you know, presence into the arena of your life. Hallelujah. So let me close with this scripture. Now, some of you will be wondering, but pastor, thank God for my life. I've overcome anxiety. I love everybody in church. Oh my goodness, I pray for them. I don't have any problem with that and offering. I'm a good Christian. So thank God. I'm no more in that realm. I'm no more connecting myself to it. That is great. But let me give you this scripture. This is where most Christians, most of us, we have the problem. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Amen. This is where I would now have love to start what? Preaching. <laughs> verse 6, please. Right? Okay, let's read verse, verse 5, and then we'll read verse 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on what? On the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of what? So we can know when somebody is living according to the flesh or according to the spirit. Just see what they focus on, what they're spending their time on. You don't need a prophet to, to declare that. How do you spend your day? How do you spend your week? If you look at your bank account, which one goes to the kingdom? Which one do you focus on yourself? We call it selfishness. It's selfishness. Now, verse 6. Amen. Now, everybody read this. One to go. Read it one more time. Really? What does it mean to be carnal? Not all carnality is sin. But every sin has carnality in it. Amen? To be carnally minded is to be sense ruled. Is to be governed by your own human intellect, understanding. Remember I said, lean on to understanding, not your ways, acknowledging. And you shall what? I will have preached and explained to you how this is linked to death. Many Christians die because they live carnally. Amen? But to be spiritually minded is what? So I give this example. You know, one time, you know, Bishop David Odepo and Bishop Francois Lucas said they were traveling. And the Spirit of the Lord was telling them, don't go. For this journey may not end well. Don't go. Say to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And he said, Bishop Lucas, he was sensing the same thing. He said, they just said it at the same time. I think I'm not going this journey again. 
He said, the two of them just said, you felt the same way, said, I felt the same way. God bless all those people that you are coming to see. God keep you. God bless you. I'm going home. Amen? Because there are certain travels, journeys, some people have gone, they have never returned. God told them, don't go to that mall. Now, you know, Kenneth Copeland said that during the trade war center, when many people died, thousands of people shared testimony of what God said to them that morning. You are destroying your future when you don't spend time in God's word and prayer. You just wake up. Some Christians, they are born again. We know you of God. You are delivered. Amen? They don't pray in the morning. <laughs> they don't say, Holy Spirit, should I pursue? Is that not what David said? Do you know the reason why some people lose some money in investment? I have done it. You have done it. I've lost money. And I told myself, how did I lose this money? And God said, you never asked me. You lean onto your own understanding. Wow. That was death of money. Thank God I didn't die. Amen? <laughs> some of you, God is telling you, this man is not for you. But it's handsome. It took me hard for lunch. This girl is not for you. Did Samson was not told. Samson was told. You know the Samson I'm talking about. <laughs> Samson was told. I don't know why I'm saying this. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's a prophecy. I don't know. Nah, nah. They said, Samson, the period, everybody said, Delilah is not going to say, no, marry her for me. Marry her for me. They did. He lost his eyes. He lost his vision. And they make public show of it. So most of all, I wonder why did he die? Carnally minded. Many Christians, that's the problem. And I will prove it to you and you are wondering, we have victory over death. But why is this happening? God told you not to do that, you are doing it. God told you not to do this, you are doing it. That's why he didn't tell you to start the business. Everybody's doing it. No. No, it's not because everybody's doing it. Is that what God wants to do? You are struggling in that profession. Is that what God has you to do? He said, yeah, so bro, bro, that brother did and he's flying high. That may not be your destiny. Now you need to ask the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. I, want, I have lost money. Oh, I've been in this country for 20 years. Nothing has happened for me. Most of the time, you have never even asked God. Oh, everybody's going to Abbott, I'm going. Everybody's going to Bristol, I'm going. Everybody's going to New York, I'm going. Be where God wants you to be. God told Isaac. He did not. Now, listen. Listen to your own. Oh, my goodness. I need to go. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Is this a blessing to somebody? I'm teaching something I've never taught before. And I think this is very important. I could have come here. I just decree. You are delivered from death. Go and prosper. I'm telling you, if you don't understand this scripture, you yourself, you'll be inviting spirit of death with you every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. You cannot afford to be in strife for one minute. You cannot forgive in a hurry. Amen? The Bible says if somebody asks you for your clothes, give them your tuban. Give them everything. Is that what you want? Is that not what Abraham did to Lot? So that there'll be no strife. So that there'll be no problem. Take whatever you want. Amen? Take it. God bless you. Amen? Glory to God. So I'm delivered. From the spirit of death, in Jesus' name. I know I'm not going to finish this. I'm going to spread part two of it, so that you can walk in victory. So that you can walk in victory. To be carnally minded is death. God said so. God said it. Immediately you begin to think that the word of God does not work, and you cannot use it as your medicine. You are going to cut your life short. 
God said in his word, I was saying this literally, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. If you don't understand the concept of rest, and you say, no, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> I, I, you know, look, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you. You wonder why some minister die early. No, no, every food I eat is blessed. Really. When God fed a whole nation with a specific diet for 40 years. Oh, no, it like bless it. All the things that is not right there will be right. You are deceiving yourself. Amen? You wonder why people die and they just slum. For they be carnally minded. God will say, welcome home. And God will now show you everything you didn't do right. Say, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. May that not be your portion. Father, we thank you. We honor your holy name. We can't pray this prayer, uh, close this meeting without agreeing together. And uh, that's why I want to balance this message. What Christ has done, why this is happening, and I'm going to close it up with how we can keep our victory. And teach you what you can do consistently so that you can walk in perpetual victory. You will fulfill the numbers of your days in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord and is strong upon you and you will see your children's children in the mighty name of Jesus. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. For more information and access to teachings, please visit www.colc.ca.